the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope. Today I want to talk about faith in real time. The Lord gave this word to me about a year ago. And when we talk about real time, I want to give you this definition. It is when an event or a function is processed instantaneously. It is said to occur in real time. Everybody say real time. To say something takes place in real time is the same as saying it is happening live, on the fly, or now. So I want to paint this picture for you today in this worship service so you understand where we're going. Faith in real time is faith that is Come on, somebody, somebody shout it out with me. Faith in real time is faith that is now. now. We talk about faith. We understand the scripture says faith is a substance. Things hope for. The evidence of things not seen. Sometimes we miss that first word. That first word says now faith. I believe the Lord was trying to get something to us when he. When he gave the writers this, he says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Not, not now as in, let me get your attention. But I believe the Lord is speaking to the church and he has been for a long time saying, now faith. Faith in real time. Faith that is alive. Faith that is on the fly. Faith that is now. When we talk about faith, we we understand faith to be two things. Faith is substance. Faith is evidence. But we can't talk about it until we understand it. Because faith is more than just I believe. Because the Bible says even the demons believe. Come on, church. It's not enough. Tell your neighbor, say, it's not enough to just believe. Why, why, why? Because even the demons believe. So there's got to be something more. And God talks about having faith. I want to give you these definitions real quick. Substance, the real physical matter of which a person or thing consists and which is tangible. Somebody shout tangible. Tangible. Substance, the most important part. Substance, the materials use. Faith in real time. Substance is the materials used. Pastor, what do you mean? Faith is what you're doing now based on what you believe. 
Faith in real time. Faith is what I'm doing right now based on what I believe. Faith is substance. Somebody shout substance. It's what I'm doing because of what I believe. See, the demons believe, but it doesn't change their action. There are a lot of folks that come to church, but it doesn't change how they live. Faith is substance. It's what I'm doing now. I don't care about 10 years ago. What are you doing I believe if the Lord could sing a song, he'd take it from Janet Jackson and say, what have you done for me? (laughs) Come on, somebody. Faith is substance. It's what I'm doing right now because of what I believe. But faith is also evidence. Faith is substance and faith is evidence. Evidence is, I love this definition, the available body of facts or information indicating whether a belief or proposition is true or valid. I love that, Brother John. It says the available body of facts. Somebody grab your Bible. Just hold it in your hand. If you don't have it, just grab it. Just take a look at it real quick. Can I, can I tell you, church, here's a body of facts. Here's a body of facts, information that solidifies what we believe. So faith is substance. It's what I'm doing based on what I believe. And it's based on the factual information that confirms my belief. See, if if anybody ever asks, what is your faith? It's what I'm doing and it's what I know to be true. Come on. Anybody know God is a healer? Listen, listen. So that's why even when we don't feel our best, we still declare, God, you are a healer. Come on, somebody. Even though even though life may not be going the way we think it ought to go, God will turn it around. Listen, that's what we believe. Why? Because he did it in the Bible. And listen, this is my factual information. This is my confirmation, church. That if he did it before, he'll come on, somebody. Listen, listen. If he healed them in the Bible, he'll heal me now. Faith is substance. Faith is evidence. Faith in real time is what I'm doing now. Can I tell you this? Faith is always now. Come on, look at, look at your neighbor and just look at him real good and tell him, say, faith, faith. is always now. See, humanity, our humanity, we got a, we got a, we got a thing about us that we like to look back. We like to go back and remember the good old days. And that's wonderful. Praise God. Listen, praise the Lord for the good old days. Praise the Lord for what he did for me. But listen, I'm not going to live now based on what he did. I'm going to live now based on what he's doing. Look, and the evidence I have to do that is what he what he did. Faith is always now. Somebody say now. Look, we only look back to remember what the Lord has done. Can I tell you this church? Can I say this to you? When you look back. Moving on from today, I want you to look back and see these things. 
grace and mercy. Listen, when you look back from now on, I don't want you to look back to hold on to the past. I want you to look back to see the Lord's goodness and his mercy because the Bible tells us in Psalms, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. So when I look behind me, you know what I'm going to see? The Lord's goodness and the Lord's mercy. They used to say it in the old church. He brought me from a mighty long way. So when I look back, I see goodness and mercy. Church, church, I'm telling you the importance of now faith. You got to be careful because people will try to remind you of who you used to be. Sometimes they don't mean no harm. Sometimes they do. But they'll try to remind you as many times as they can of what you did back then, who you used to be back then. But listen, the old things have passed. Everybody turn your Bibles to Isaiah 43. Look at verse 18. Faith is always now. Somebody shout now. now. Listen, today. Listen, God was good yesterday, but we live in today. Thank God for what he did yesterday, but I'm looking forward to what he's going to do. Isaiah chapter 43. Look at verse 18. Are you with me, church? Is this helping anybody? Faith is substance. Faith is evidence. Faith is substance. What I'm doing right now, based on the evidence that I have right now. So if anybody asks, I can tell them whatever God did, he can still do it. But God doesn't want us to live there. See, faith is now. Look what he says here, church. You got to see this in the word. Verse 18 of Isaiah 43. Look what he says. Do not. Everybody say, do not. He says, do not remember the former things. Nor the things of old. Behold, he says, look. He says, wake up, church. He says, wake up, people of God. He says, behold, I am doing or I will do a new thing. Then he goes on to say, church, did you just see this? Look what he says next. He says, now. When is it springing for church? Now. See, what God's going to do has nothing to do with what he's already done. He says, yes, I did this. And yes, I did that. And if you read the verses prior and even the chapter prior, he's reminding Israel of what he's done. He says, I'm the Lord who brought you out of here. I'm the Lord who performed that miracle in your life. But then he goes on and he says, forget about it. I'm telling you, we serve an amazing God. He says, forget about what I did. He says, because I'm doing something. Church, can I tell you this? Every day you wake up, God wants to do something. He says, now it springs forth. He goes on to say, shall you not know it? And I'm telling you, church, if we're stuck in the past, we won't know what God's doing now. If we're stuck where we were, we won't see what God's trying to do now. If we keep on reminiscing about the good old days. 
will miss what God's trying to do now. If we keep on reminiscing about what we used to do, who we used to be. And church, I'm telling you, cut people off when they start reminding you of your past. Listen, I'm telling you, it's all right. It's not offensive. You can tell somebody that's who I used to be. Him don't live here no more. The old things have passed away. All things are new. We only look back to see the Lord's goodness and his mercy. Why is that so important, church? Because if our faith is not now, then our expectation is not now. See, if we're stuck there, then that's where our expectation is. Oh, God, if you just get me out of this one more time. Oh, God, if you just perform this miracle, Lord, if you just bless me to get get through this, I I promise. God says, no, I'm doing a new thing. Can I tell you something, church? This is not about your bills. This is not about your relationships. Now, will God meet us in all these places? Yes, he will. But this is about relationship with God. This is about acknowledging Jesus as Lord and Savior. A lot of people acknowledge him as Savior, but they have yet to acknowledge him as Lord. See, because when he's Lord, that means he's in control. When he's Lord, that means he's running the show and not you. (laughs) Somebody shout now. now. Faith in real time. That's faith that's not based on what was. We're based on what is and what will be. Yes. Can I tell you this, church? You might not be living in the past because you live here in the present, but you could be living off of the past. Yes. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, you're here, you're alive, you know what's going on, you're alert, you're aware. But what's in front of you and how you move is still dependent on the old life. You know, we we say our regular prayer, God, do this, and then we shake and move. We we say, God, I believe you will make a way, and then we go try to make a way. Come on, church. We say, oh, God, I believe you will do this, and then we go try to do it ourselves. So we don't live in the past, but we're living off the past. No, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things that... Look, church, that's not just your sin. That's your life. It's not just your sin that has passed away. It's your old way of thinking. It's your old way of acting. It's your old way of behavior. Somebody say now. Now. See, we don't worship God from the past. You were lost. Now you found. Come on, church. Listen, listen. Church, you were blind. But now you can see. So you can't worship God from the lost place. 
You got to worship him from the found place. You can't worship God from the blind place. You got to worship him from the seeing place. You know what that means, church? You know what it means for us? Accountability. Even after we've worshiped and sang and prayed, we got to be accountable. Listen, if you did it, he saw you do it anyway. If you said it, he heard it. There, listen, ain't no sense in trying to get around them. You can't get around them. You can't get through them. You can't get over them. You can't even get underneath him. He's omnipotent. And look, and if he's God, listen, church, if he's God, let him be God. If he's God, sit down. Church, you know what that means when he says in the word, be still. Translation, sit down. Sit down and know that I'm God. Why? Because you got an available body of facts that proves it right here. See, we don't worship God. We don't worship him from the former place. Now we can worship him for the former place. Thank you, God. You brought me out of the darkness into your marvelous light. But we don't worship him from the former place. That, that's why faith's got to be. I want to share this with you. And this is going to close us out. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 11. We don't worship him from the former place. I was blind. But I can't worship God like I'm still blind. I got to worship God as somebody who can see. You know what that means? That means I'm honest with God. God, I blew it. You saw me when I did it. That's what happened with David when he said... Created me a clean heart, God. Renew a right spirit within me. He said, my sin is ever before me. He said, God, I know exactly what I did. Don't worship him from the lost place. Worship him from the found place. When you leave out of here, remember, you're not lost. You found. Jesus has rescued you. And in fact, can I tell you this? Jesus is saving us every day. Is there a witness in the house? He's saving us every day. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me, not just from my sins, but you're saving me daily from myself. His word continues. He sits at the right hand of God and mediates, (laughs) speaks to him on our behalf. God, they did it again. I know. There go old Maurice acting a fool again. God, I know. I see him. Let your mercy abound, Lord. The blood covers. See, that's, see, look, we don't have to worship from a lost place because the blood of Jesus covers us. Covers our sins. It covers our flaws. I'm not hidden. I'm protected. See, the blood doesn't hide who I am. It covers. It It protects who I am. So I don't have to go out in the world and act like somebody I'm not. 
I don't care how hard you try, church, you can't dress up a mess. Listen, if you a mess, you can't dress that up. You just a dressed mess. (laughs) Thank God for Jesus. He cleans us up. (laughs) He makes us look. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He makes us look presentable, Erica, to the Father. See, somebody ought to thank God for Jesus when you get up in the morning. He intervenes on our behalf and he makes us presentable. When God looks at us, he sees us through the eyes and through the blood of Jesus. And mercy abounds. Grace abounds. Listen, if you didn't know it, that's why you're still here. Hallelujah. That's why you're still here. You don't look that good. You ain't that strong. You don't have that much money. The blood of Jesus speaks for us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Faith must always be now. I want to give you this last revelation of scripture here. Then I'm going to ask the worship team to come up here. We're going to come to the altar and we just go, we're going to leave some stuff here. And they were singing earlier. I heard the Lord just say to me, freedom. Somebody needs to be free from living and serving God from the lost place. You've been trying to serve God from who you used to be. God says he wants you free from that. I don't know who I'm talking to, but the Lord says he wants you free from the place of excuse. Where you feel compelled to go and tell God all the reasons why you failed. When in fact, if we really understand our righteousness, our justification is as filthy rags. It'll never be enough. You can never justify enough to to God why you are the way you are. There's a sin nature on our... There's a sin nature on our lives that we're trying to fight through continually. Paul said it this way. I die daily. Somebody shout, he's still working on me. You don't have to be ashamed of that. You don't have to make excuse for that. What you do is repent. God, I'm sorry. Mark chapter 11. Let let, let me hurry up and get finished here. Mark chapter 11 and look at verse 12. Yeah, what did I say? See, thank you. Forgive me. Forgive me. Mark chapter 11. I'm sorry, y'all. Verse 12. Y'all love people in church who call it out, man. Don't sit there confused and lost. Is everybody there? Look what it says. Now, now the next day when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. Talking about Jesus. And seeing from afar... A fig tree having leaves. Pay attention to that, church. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found 
nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, to the fig tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Look down at verse 20. This paints the picture for us. In the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Jesus answered and said to them, very simply, have faith in God. Real-time faith says this. Leave the fig tree mentality behind. Real-time faith, faith that is now, says leave the fig tree faith behind. What do you mean, Pastor? Jesus approached the tree having a need. Somebody going to hear me in a second. He approached the fig tree having a need. The reason he approached the fig tree because it had is because it had leaves on it, which should be evidence. The fig tree had leaves on it, which indicates that there's some fruit, some figs on this tree. Jesus came to the tree with a need. The tree looked like he could supply. The tree looked like he could supply the need. But when Jesus got close up on it, all he found was leaves, no fruit. See, real time faith says leave the fig tree faith behind. Pastor, what do you mean? See, the fig tree's problem. And I'm going to talk about this fig tree for a moment. The fig tree's problem was that it assumed production. The fig tree assumes that because it's a fig tree, it ought to have figs on it. The fig tree assumed production. He figured I'm a fig tree, ought to have figs on my on here with these leaves. Here's the other problem with the fig tree, church, and I want you to. Grab a hold of this. The fig tree, let me write, let me say it the way I wrote it. The fig tree was dependent on the season in order to be fruitful. The fig tree was dependent on the season, the the atmosphere around him. He was dependent on the atmosphere to cause him to be fruitful. Now, somebody got to grab a hold of this because some of us think just because we go to church. Some of us think just because we come to church. That automatically means we're going to have something productive from our lives. No, no, no. And we got to be careful as a church when we tell people, oh, when the praises go up, blessings come down. Can I tell you something, church? The blessings been down. Listen, the blessings have been here. The fig tree was dependent on the season in order to be productive. Some of us are waiting on God. 
or at least that's what we say. We're waiting on God for our miracle. We're waiting on God for that next job, for that next promotion. Can I ask you this? While you're waiting, what are you doing? I said, while you're waiting, what are you doing? Because it's not that you're waiting because we all waiting for something. It's not that you're waiting. It's what you're doing. Remember when we started church, faith is what? Substance. Faith is evidence. See, God's got to, God's got to see something from your life before you can ever expect to go to the next level. Listen, are you being faithful where he puts you right now? Are you faithful over the job you have now? Or are you complaining every day asking God for a new one? See, I want to say, I want to say this and I want you to hear me right. Some of us are waiting on God, but God is waiting on us. When, look, when Jesus shows up at your life's door and he's requiring something from you, are you going to have what he needs? Now faith. Now faith. God, I need you to do a miracle now. God, I'm trusting you for a miracle now. So you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to do the things that are within my control to do. God, I'm the first thing I'm going to do. God, I'm going to give you glory. (laughs) See, we got to understand what this time isolated for worship is really all about. It's not just to sing a bunch of songs. This is this is not a concert. You didn't pay to get here. You're not here to see your favorite artist. We come here as a corporate body to glorify the Lord. Look, and, and, and somebody says, well, why do we take this time to glory? Because it's within our control to do. I can't control the season, but Erica, I can induce the season. Pastor, what do you mean? Those of you who had children, you know what it means to induce labor, correct? You know what happens when they induce labor, correct? That means they, they speed up the, they speed up the process for delivery. Somebody in here needs to hear Pastor Maurice tell you today, you can induce your seasons by being faithful, by being worshipful, by being thankful people. See, I got to tell you this. I, I got to tell you this. You have the ability, church. Somebody say me. me. You have the ability to change the mind of God. If you don't believe it, look at the life of King Hezekiah. God sent the prophet and said, t- tell him he's getting ready to die. The prophet Went and told him, get your house in order. Your time is coming. You're getting ready to die. The Bible tells us that Hezekiah turned to the wall. He turned himself away from the dike. Listen, he didn't act like the diagnosis didn't exist, but he put his attention instead on God. And he said, Lord, remember how I've honored you, how I've worshiped you. 
how I've been led by you. Remember what I've done in your name, Lord. The Bible says before the prophet could leave, he sent him back and said, tell him, will add to his life. Listen, tell him I'm not, he's not going to die and I'm going to add to it. See, when God sent the prophet, he was looking for a particular response from Hezekiah. That's what I mean by the fig tree faith mentality where we're waiting on God. God, I just want you to do it. No, God's waiting on you. God's waiting on you to worship him. God's waiting on you to really begin to trust him. God's waiting on you to speak confession over your life. God's waiting for you to plead the blood over your diagnosis. If you're sick, God's waiting on you to declare I'm healed. Yes, God. Fig tree faith. We got to be we got to be willing to do more than just exist. What I mean by that church is you exist for a purpose. God's created you for a purpose. You got to be willing more than, to do more than just sit and be who you are. You got to be willing to whatever you are to allow God to use it. Look, and can I tell you this? Use it how he wants to use it. We all got some hopes and dreams, but at the end of the day, God has purpose for our life. He has assigned, he has allotted. Stop trying to live someone else's life. Don't be influenced by the influencers. Don't let people on social media trick you into thinking their life is golden. Matter of fact, don't worry about their life. Focus on how God wants to use you. Focus on how God wants to lead you in this season. He says, behold, I will do a new thing. In fact, I'm doing it now. It's springing forth. Shall you not see it? Church, I'm telling you, you don't want to be the one who misses what God is doing. Faith is always now. Substance, what you're doing now. Evidence, what we know now. We got to know more than just God is good. We know he's good. We know he's great. But how about this? God, what do you want for me to do? How do you want to use my life? How do you want me to be useful in this world? I don't care about being a millionaire. I don't care about having all these things. I don't care about having fame and celebrity. None of that means anything. If at the end of the day, we didn't use it for God's glory. And if we get in front of Jesus and he says, depart from me. I never knew you. Then all of this would have been a waste of time. But God, I want to be used for your glory. Anybody here agree with that? Yes. I want to be used for your glory. I don't want to be like the fig tree who just thought it was automatic. Now, I want to come to church and I I want to put the time in. 
not in just church service, but I want to put the time into your presence. Church, I, I, I want to encourage you. We got to get on our knees before him. We got to get prostrate before him even, lay before him. We got to spend time with him so that his will be done in our lives. Not our will. This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.